Hey everyone, welcome to episode 20. Today we don't have like a main topic, so we're just going to talk about everything that's been popping out in the design world for this last week. Uh, we talk about Instagram's new redesign, the black and white thing, the rumored redesign of Apple Music that we supposedly are going to see at WWDC, uh, Spotify's tab bar, which has caused much controversy on the interwebs, <laughs> and designing at 1x why you should do it. And please don't design it to X, so listen up for that. And lastly, Microsoft Hover Gestures, which is pretty interesting. So this show is never longer than four hours, so let's get started. Hey, just a quick note, if you have a cool product or service and you would like to share it with the world, we are now open to sponsors. So if you are interested, go to layout.fm sponsor to find out more. Now, on to the show. Follow up. Follow up. Uh, because I promised on last episode that I would share some of the numbers from Break to Safe. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, well... It has been a while ago. So, since launch to today, that was like, what, two weeks? Two something weeks? Mm -hmm. uh, I have around 15,000 downloads and around 70 donations, which makes up for a little bit less than $150, uh, US dollars. So, those are the numbers. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I'm pretty happy. And I already have um, an update on the store that fixes uh, some of the bugs that some people reported. Um, and I'm also working already on uh, a new game mode. Oh, nice. So interesting. Yeah, that's. I still don't. I still. I shouldn't like reveal what that is because it's still very early in development. I don't even know if I can pull it off. But uh, when I have some news, I'll. I'll report back here on the show. Awesome. Uh, so thanks everyone like who downloaded and a special thanks for people who donated. Uh, I don't know if some of those people <laughs> are listening to this. Uh, if you are, thank you. If you're not, well, thank you anyways. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not, fuck off. <laughs> well, now no, I have to just believe kidding. it. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. So that's it for follow-up. Just, just because I promised. Awesome. All right. So what happened to Instagram? Uh, I don't know. You tell me because I don't use Instagram, but I saw the links. All right. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so I heard about this through Twitter, um, but it didn't seem to be like mainstream or anything. Uh, I just saw one tweet about it. Mm -hmm. That was it. Um, and I don't remember who the person was, so sorry if you're listening. Uh, but apparently Instagram is getting a redesign. Uh, and the way I would describe it, um, it's imagine all the pieces of Instagram in the app, but using stock controls. So uh, the tab bar is the iOS, like light gray. Uh, the nav bar is light gray too. Um, and most of the UI is black and white. Mm -hmm. So um, there is like a bit more of a redesign in the editing screen 
with uh, large shadows and it looks a little bit Apple TV-esque. Um, mm-hmm. But from the most part, it looks a lot more like a reskin of the existing app rather than a full redesign. Yeah, it's like a it's like a grayscale version of the app. Yeah, and this seems like it's an A/B test because uh, I don't have it in my app. Mm. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I didn't see any big backlash. I don't know if maybe it's just a really small percentage of people who have it. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, I was wondering what you thought about it. So again, just looking at the couple of screenshots that uh, I saw on Twitter, and it's on this um, The Verge article, uh, which we're going to put in the show notes. So if you haven't seen it, just click there and you can see the two screenshots. So one of the main timeline thing and another screenshot of the editing mode, right? Um, So again, I'm not a big user if not at all, uh, currently. But uh, this, like, it makes sense. Uh, I think it's, like, give focus to the photos. In Instagram, it's all about photos. And they're as big as they can be. Uh, and this kind of removes, you know, the chrome of it. So if you look at a screenshot, you only see the photo. You don't see the UI. Um, before, you have, like, a blue uh, nav bar on top, right? Yeah. And, and a dark uh, tab bar on the bottom. So this just removes the focus on those elements. Uh, all the elements are still in the same place. So it's like you are not going to feel lost in the app. It's the same app. Everything's on the same place. Uh, but it just, it's not crying out for attention, the Chrome, the, the UI elements. So I think that's, a, that's a, a cool approach. I think it's cool for them. They might lose a bit of branding, but they are so huge that they don't, they don't really need to set a brand thing everyone knows instagram right um so i think they are in a position that they can back off a little bit on the branding side and just let the app like the content breed right now one pp that i have is again assuming these screenshots are like real (laughs) um on the while you are editing the photos or applying filters and whatnot yeah uh they remove the the status bar yeah, that's true. They don't the, have it, don't they do that weird. already? I think they do already. I'm not yeah. the right person to answer that. They do? Yep. Yeah. No hmm. uh, uh, status bar. I wonder why. What, what was the decision behind that? I don't know. I don't know. Style, probably. It's, yeah. It's one of those things like I don't really think about when I'm designing. Like I'm going to have a status bar because I think you should. Uh, so I just added like in all the art part of the sketch. It's like a default thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting. Um, yeah. So, so again, I'm not a fan of that. I totally disagree with almost everything you said. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, that's a first. That's a first. Uh, so the current Instagram app is probably one of my favorite app design out there. I just love how it looks think it looks awesome the icons are great Mm. the personality it has is awesome to me having the uh, navigation be a different color than the ui makes it stand out more Uh, makes it sorry makes it stand out less um than having like just everything be white um i know the argument that Oh, photos are going to be color and everything else is going to like fade into like 
the background and be white. Um, but to me, having so much white just distracts me. Um, there's a reason why most pro photo apps are against a dark background. Mm -hmm. And if the apps ever switch to a dark background, maybe then that'd be interesting. Uh, but I think this is really taking a step too far. Um, how, yeah. how is it distracting to you? I'm, I'm like, I'm just looking at a screenshot, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but it just seems like there's no distinction between a post and the like top bar and bottom bar. Well, I think there is because the posts, like 95% of a post is the photo. And I look at the screenshot and everything I see, like I only see the photo, right? Uh, everything just disappears. I'm looking at it right now, unless I'm like looking for it, like I'm staring at the nav bar, staring at the tab bar and elements. If I just like glance at it, I only see the photo. And I think that's the focus. That's that's a goal. I think that having the top bar and the bottom bar be a different color like allows your eye to just focus on what the images are and the like comments and content below it versus just like having everything be almost the same color. And I know like that's not even my main complaint about it. Um I'm just saying that photos look better against the dark background and a light background uh, and this seems to be moving in the wrong direction <laughs> like it seems to be moving towards let's put more white rather than less um, but I, I feel like the trade-off in personality isn't worth it like so I agree that the dark background is usually best to give focus to the content right yeah I know that yeah. but they they had a white background like on the post you know if you remove the tab bar and the nav bar they had a, a white background already yeah so you have that and take for example the photos app on mac and ios for that matter uh it's a it's a white background right yeah and i feel that like if they added a dark background i think it'd be way better if it switched to a, a if dark if they had background, dark background <laughs> then every single text and icon would have to be white and i feel that white on dark it's it cries out more for attention than than the other way around maybe i don't know i that's a whole other topic but i feel like comments on instagram are mostly garbage most of the time mm -hmm. but um yeah i don't know this just seems boring and unfinished and i do like the new uh editing screen um mm -hmm. But I, I wish they used icons for filters and tools because now I have to read stuff. And like they're and the, that blue on the next button stands out a little bit, like out of place. Uh, I think that's fine. Like I, I wish they used color more to indicate what's an item you can tap on. Because that's another mm -hmm. thing is because you're having a, like everything's black or white, you don't see the contrast of what can you tap on, what can you not tap on as well. Um, mm. So I'm totally okay with that blue next blue next button. Um, mm. The previous app uh, or design, they they had the filters and tools, and these were icons only. <laughs> now they went the complete opposite way, which is 
words only. I think they could have both, and this would give you the best of both worlds. Um, icons give you quick like recognizability. They can see the icon and not even think about it. And the words give you the confirmation when you don't know what the icon means. Um, so I find yeah, I feel that, that... That section, the filters tool, it looks sloppy. <laughs> like a lost in the sea of whiteness. Yeah, well, it looks very inspired by the Apple TV, right? Mm-hmm. So using these big shadows and that sort of stuff, like that's a style. Um, and that gives the app more personality maybe than the other screen, which is just the stock controls. So I don't don't know. know. I find that it's just boring. (laughs) I feel like they had a perfectly good design before. I don't, I like, I don't know what this gives us. Maybe we'll know by the time it launches, Mm -hmm. but it just seems like they ripped, ripped off everything and just used stock components. Uh, which is a shame, and I don't like that house icon. Uh, yeah, interesting. I I would love to know what the like reasoning behind this is. Some people mentioned that it might be a hint at what's to come in iOS ten. Mm. Um, that like if there might be a a light and dark mode, that maybe this would be for that, but. I don't know what to hmm. think about that. Do you think they would have like an inside scoop like that? Like, I don't know. Oh, they have more screenshots on the bottom. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically shows the other sections of the app. See, I don't like the fact that uh, on the on the screen, I guess like the hearts is selected. So you have on the top, you have segmented control. You can switch between following and you. Yeah. And then you have a little like... The buttons that are not selected, they are grayed out, and you have a little border on the bottom. Yeah, on the selection. But then on the editing tool thing, you don't have it. The segmented control at the bottom, then you don't have those. It's like a bit of inconsistency. You know what I mean? Uh, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. And in the um, uh, like photo section, um. Mm-hmm. Where you, like you're taking a picture, there's also mm-hmm. that like switcher, and there's no um, bo- border at the bottom yeah. either. So, so maybe uh, this is just unfinished. They're just seems, testing yeah, it, it out. Very unfinished. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm not opposed to it. Uh, I do think that their current implementation is per- perfectly fine. I'm not a, as big as a fan as you, it seems, but uh, it's fine. But uh, I don't dislike this. I think. Like it makes sense in a way to not just like this implementation, this execution per se, but more like this direction. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of black and white user interfaces. <laughs> yep. Uh, Apple Music. Um, well, there's a rumor that Apple will unveil a redesign of Apple Music at WWDC, which is in June. Pretty close. Pretty excited. Um, so this was a a rumor picked up by Nine to Five Mac. I don't know if they were the first ones to pick it up, but I saw the article there. Um, so they had a little tipster of their own that, uh, <laughs> according to the rumors, the new UI is going to ditch the current colorful and translucent look 
you know what when they have you have the album art and then at the background is like translucent it's picking up the color from the album art right yeah so they're going to ditch that and they're going to have a simpler design that emphasizes black and white backgrounds in text uh the user interface not by the way i'm quoting <laughs> The user interface uh, in the album's view will no longer change in appearance based on the color of a particular uh, album's art, and album art will become huge in a larger part of the interface. <laughs> uh, there's also, uh, I remember seeing that they're going to have like a bigger type overall, which yeah. when I think of bigger type, I can only think of the, the old Beats Music, uh, you, I think that's what I call it, Beats Music uh, app, right? Yeah, I, I never use used that. it, so I can't say. But. but yeah, they have like huge titles, like like oh, really? comically large. Yeah, um, and it was very like yeah, the background was black, and every type is white, just white and black and white. Uh, so maybe that's because I know uh, Johnny Ovine and uh, Trans the guy from Nine Inch Nails, Jimmy Ovine. What did I say? John. Oh, John Ive, Jimmy. Yeah, I've. <laughs> they merged together. <laughs> um, so him and what's his name? The guy from Nine Inch Nails, Trent. Trent Reznor. There you go. So they are like in charge of the project of that team, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy Yvine like likes that old beats music style and kind of like wants to go in that direction because that, that was their style right can you remember uh, that apple music announcement yes where he had the three things <laughs> oh my god like that was, like that was so cringe like everyone started laughing it's like oh three things definitely a like reminder of the iphone announcement <laughs> he yeah. totally didn't get it but he like <laughs> he pretended that he get it he was like People started laughing. It was like, what? And then he looked back at the yeah. back of the slides and was like, oh, yeah. But no. <laughs> Obviously, he had no idea <laughs> what people were laughing about. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. So I have one. I have a question. So the big rumor of this UI, the big hint that we have, the, the lead, is that they're going to have like bigger album arts. Yeah. So right now, the album art like is taking the full width of the screen <laughs> i was thinking the same thing you know where i'm going How can they this, make right? it bigger yeah uh and it, it's a square right like the, every album art is a square because that's what we had in the jewel cases and the vinyl cases uh that's the standard uh aspect ratio of uh, an album art if they're going to make it bigger if they're already taking the full width that means that the height is already set so are they changing the standard album art size? Is that what they're doing? There's no I way just, they're going to be able to do that. Well, you would say that, but it's Apple. They can yeah. do whatever they want. <laughs> I mean, they did have some people extract out the, the three different layers for uh, every single movie poster ever made. There so. you go. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? So maybe they're going to have like a you know full background like a iphone full screen it's just the album art well but that goes a little bit against having my my guess was kind of boring but on like a playlist screen or an album screen you'd have a full-size album instead of having just like a small square 
Hmm. And then you scroll down and the thing would go away. A bit like the old RDO app. Mm-hmm. But yeah, who knows? I don't know. Do do we need more album art? I don't know. <laughs> like I don't I don't really care much for it. Is that like a problem that we're sol- solving here? <laughs> or how important is the album art for you? I like it as a thing, but I would never want to have just a grid of album art. Mm-hmm. You know how they, when they announced the now old version of iTunes, so like, look, you can browse all your albums and stuff like that. I never Cover listen flow? to albums like all at once anyways. So for me, I don't really need that. Um, mm-hmm. I like having it next to the icons <laughs> or sorry, not next to the, the songs. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't care that much. Um, yeah, I think it's important. It's like a part of a brand of the yeah. song of the artist. Yeah, and it helps but, you recognize which song is which without having to read, yeah. which I like. And a lot of them are just cool to look at. Like it's yeah. cool pieces of art, but I don't think it's like, it's that important to, Make it bigger, you know, like take 90% of the screen of the UI. Yeah. But anyway. Um, what I was I would like is quick access to recently added songs. That's all I want. You have that. If you go to my library or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go to music and you can see mm-hmm. recently added. Mm-hmm. That's sec- nice big section at the top. But you know what happens when you play a song? It only plays that song. It doesn't act mm-hmm. as a playlist. Oh, oh. <laughs> so that's pretty useless. I usually I usually just add the whole album. Yeah, I see, I don't. Rarely, I'll add just the song yeah. to my library. But anyway, a couple like other rumors say that they are going to have a lot of emphasis on the for you feature, right? Yeah, which definitely needs some love because right now it's pretty <laughs> useless. Uh, <laughs> uh, they will also like. In that article, 9to5Mac, uh, they say that the they will discontinue the new tab, but I I think they will just like rename it to browse, yeah. which makes way m- more sense. Yep. Um, like, oh, someone looked at the at Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, they should. They should. Spotify. It's like Spotify is on this business for a lot longer than Apple. Well, not in the music, but the streaming thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have they they got a lot of things right. Um, so anyway, again, this is just rumors. Uh, it's fun to talk about and speculate in a while, but there's no much point in you know spending a lot of time <laughs> on yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. the The article say that they're not going to do anything with um, Connect. It's going to mm-hmm. stay the same. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know what? I I think that everyone agrees that Connect. Is pretty useless, and I think Apple knows that. I mean, they have the data, um, and it's funny. Like sometimes I, when I go there, it's like <laughs> uh, when I'm drunk or something, I go there and I check a post from. <laughs> That's say, what like, you do Taylor. when you're drunk. <laughs> yeah, check the Connect tab. <laughs> I connect when I'm drunk. Uh, anyway, so if I check a post from, let's say, like Taylor Swift, like a, a hugely popular artist, and then. I check the the likes and the comments, and they have like in the dozens, like yeah. <laughs> post from Taylor Swift, like twenty comments. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's a big indicator that no one uses this. So my my and hmm. I f- I find that artists can't use social media. 
Mm-hmm. Like they have no idea how to use even Twitter properly. Just like a bunch of garbage, like retweets and hey, like this mm. new album or look at this or look at that. Maybe for you, because like just... isn't like the top, the the list of the, the people with most followers are, are like all in the music business. I think yeah, like, isn't I Katy Perry the number one on Twitter? I think she is. Is she? I think so. At least she was. Anyways, uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that if Apple isn't changing Connect, it's because they can't, like, change it in a couple months, you know, leading to WWDC. It's like, it really needs a rethink. So maybe they'll just keep it until they have a better solution. Yeah, I think they should just kill it. <laughs> ping it. <laughs> well, it's ping? not useful. Like, what they should replace it with, and I, we talked about it in mm-hmm. the episode where you go on your big rant about it. Um, <laughs> but I think they should replace it with new releases from artists that you follow. Mm-hmm. That, to me, would be way more than enough. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's all I'm interested in. Agree. Agree. Yeah. All right. <sighs> Moving on. Anyway. So, uh, Spotify got a whole lot better. <laughs> For some people, not for me. Uh, yeah. How so? Uh, oh, you don't have the tab bar yet? I don't have the tab bar. <laughs> oh, wow. They, <laughs> I, think we, I think we mentioned this in a previous episode that there was this leak that um, some users were, were having a, like when they opened Spotify on iOS, they got a tab bar instead of the good old hamburger button. Um, yeah. So... It's finally like live. It's a real thing. It's not just a rumor. Someone randomly had it. Mm-hmm. Um, they are rolling out this, so they are replacing the hamburger menu, which was ridiculous. And Thank we God. talked about that. Yeah, they replaced it with a tab bar. Um, so if you are in the US, the UK, Germany, Austria, or Sweden, you can um, check a Spotify on your iPhone and check the tab bar, which is like... <laughs> oh, wait. Canada isn't part of the list. It's not. But do you have it? No. Oh, I just checked. Oh, I you don't, don't use it. Spotify. Right. right. Um, yeah, I use Apple Music. Yeah, me too. No, not really. I use both. <laughs> anyway. Wow. So they replaced that, which just makes a lot more sense. They still have a lot of ways to go, like... Search right now is kind of like it's pretty broken because if you tap search now, it's way easier and faster to click on search on the tab instead of going to the menu and all. Yeah. But uh, like the search box is way like all over at the top. So you kind of if you have a, a plus size phone, especially it's super hard to reach. So it, like there's a lot of room for improvement. It should auto focus, though. I know. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, if, if, if a designer on Spotify is listening to this. Uh, give me a call. <laughs> I have like, a couple ideas. <laughs> I like, I will guys. design you what I want for free. Yes. <laughs> you make it happen. Um, and this is, this, this caused a bit of a backlash among designers on Twitter because what doesn't, uh, but the kerning on the labels on the tab bar is ridiculous. Are you looking at a screenshot of it? I'm going to. So, yeah, yeah, that's not them though. That's a default iOS behavior. Well, sure, but they could test it. They could see yeah. that's happening <laughs> like, and then I, I could suggest a couple other words to use. You could use my music. That fits. 
could use library. That also fits. No, they had to use your library. But yeah, it's a standard iOS behavior. I wish they would go to dot 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 before getting to that point. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, this yeah. looks wrong. I saw I saw a screenshot. I really have no idea how I could find this again, but I saw on my Twitter feed that a, a, a screenshot from someone using this in either Germany or f- France. Oh, it was um, Jean-Marc Dennis. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, so maybe I could find that tweet. Uh, I'm going to post it in the show notes. So he has like this, the language of his iPhone is set to French. Uh-huh. So Spotify is localized for French. And yeah. then your library is like, you can probably translate that better than me. Bibliothèque or something. Uh, two seconds. Oh, yeah, my bibliothèque. There you go. So huge label, right? <laughs> and um, Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, can we have the letters be on top of each other, please? It's like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Letter spacing yeah. minus 15. So anyway. Even though uh, is uh, all crammed up. So they are most definitely aware of this. They should probably fix it soon, please. Uh, and by the way, rule out this for the rest of the <laughs> for the rest of the world, please. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so high five. We already talked about this. We knew this was coming, but uh, it's a good move. Thank you, thank you. I- isn't it funny that you know when iOS came out, uh, this was the default thing. Like you should use the tab bar. Every single app on iOS, native or not, had a tab bar. And then when Android came out, like and start being, you know, bigger, because um, Android was one of the big pushers of this hamburger icon. Uh, I, Apple never really endorsed that. Um, quite the contrary, actually. But now Android is recommending developers to implement the tab bar instead of menu bar, the menu hamburger menu. So isn't it like? Like we're going back. It's like we tried this. This is a new hotness, and back then the everyone, <laughs> everyone realized at the same time. You know what? No, no. This is <laughs> yeah. Well, a tab bar is better for some apps. I think sometimes it works, but for ninety nine percent of the apps, you should just have a tab bar. Spotify should have never had a, a hamburger button. They had what three menu items? In gigantic jumbo type, yeah. It's like why? <laughs> I think I think designers love the hamburger icon because it's you have one icon and you could put all the garbage and everything inside. But they it. didn't though. They didn't have a bunch of garbage. They had three things. No, that's for Spotify's case. But I think in general, the trend, the hotness of the hamburger, was that designers loved it. But then every single uh, research. And data that came out told us that, you know what, users don't like this. They don't understand it. And they really, like, they're not going to click it. Um, So it's like designers love this because, hey, it's way cleaner. We have one icon instead of a whole bar taking a bunch of space at the bottom. So, and because, uh, of course, a tab bar has a limit. You can't put more than than five, six, you're stretching elements in it. So it's like designers love that. um, And users hated it. (laughs) <laughs> so it's like designers because we are the ones that have the power let's 
push hamburgers down <laughs> users' throats. <laughs> yeah, I think one reason why uh, Spotify might be might use the um, hamburger button is because they have that player at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were concerned that you'd want to switch tab and you'd accidentally hit the player. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem to be a very good excuse to me, but it might be one thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, I'm well, I'm really glad that they switched back to the tab bar. Yeah. And once they turn it on in Canada, I'm more likely to want to use Spotify. Because <laughs> that will do it before yeah. Apple Music has a redesign. I mean it. <laughs> Yeah, whoever's updates their app first, I guess. Um, but that was one of the big things for me. Like, I just hate having to do these two taps every time I want to do anything in the app. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that'll yeah. be better. And especially if you dig, like, if you drill down a couple menus, that was what drove me insane. Is like, so if you go like browse and then you search for like, category and then for a playlist right you're drilling down this navigation yeah and then if you want to go to the hamburger you have to hit back 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 into the top level and then you could hit the hamburger so it, it was ridiculous it thank god it's fixed so anyway. yeah i thank like you. to think of apps and flows like this as like a real physical space mm-hmm. <laughs> imagine if you mapped all out all the links between the different sections of the app and spotify as like a real physical space, it'd be a fucking maze. Like, you know? like it would take you forever to go back to where you started to like go mm-hmm. and hit another branch. And I think like once you see it in that way, like in that physical sense, you can see that this makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, took them a while, but it's here. So thanks. Now fix that kerning. <laughs> can we talk about title for a bit? Have you have you tried it? Title. Oh, the JC thing. The yeah, news. yeah. I tried it when the Life of Pablo came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exclusive. Yeah. Uh, I tried that. It was horrible, but I used it. <laughs> I used it for like ten minutes. Yeah. So I'm using it for lemonade, and huh. it sucks. You know, you can <laughs> buy it on iTunes. So bad. Yeah, I had a free trial, so it's like. I'm going to use it for a month and see if it's on Apple Music in a month. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. But it's a UX nightmare. Yeah. Like I'm playing yeah. an album and I can't see any of this. Like once I'm out of the album section, I guess, uh, if I tap again on the player, I can't see any of the songs in the album that are going to play next. Like I don't like, yeah, I'm just constantly lost. I'm playing just one thing in there. Uh, anyways. Kinda, right. It pisses me off that these influential people with money are pushing something that it's obviously a failure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, users and consumers are just like suffering from it. Like I, uh, people couldn't buy the new Kanye West album for a while because <laughs> it was pushing this. Like, it will never, never, ever be on Apple Music and Spotify. Never. Yep. Have you seen the lawsuit against Kanye West? Yeah, someone that? sued him, right? Because <laughs> tweeted that. <laughs> so because he's he has a stake in title, someone's suing him for misrepresentation. Mm-hmm. 
like saying that he basically increased his subscriber count like artificially with like these false uh, promises. Kanye be Kanye. <laughs> uh... eh. It's totally a Kanye thing to put out your album on Apple Music on um, April Fools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I must admit, I wasn't sure if it was going to be there the next day. This would have been hilarious. Except <laughs> for one day. For a guy that who is in debt and needs money. Yeah, he needs the money. Poor Kanye. Anyway, let's not talk about that. <laughs> so what about RDO? Did they announce anything recently? Oh wait. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, there's this um there's this article around uh, on designer news and on the interwebs. Uh got a little bit of traction, which is uh, about designing at one X. And hear me out before we start. <laughs> this is not a debate of, you know, designing at one X versus two X. Should designers design at one X? <laughs> should or designers should design. <laughs> this uh... is just like the the article starts by stating, like, I know this is a debate that's mostly dead, so we like we stopped talking about it. But I haven't seen, and this is the 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 author saying, I haven't seen a good article like explaining the pros of designing a one X. Like, why is it good? Because we stopped. I guess most of people just assume that yeah, sure, let's design a one X. But the conversation stopped, and it kind of felt the need to just expose all of the benefits at designing at one X. So you and me both design at one X and you and me both believe that it's the right way to do things. Uh, The only right way. (laughs) If you design at two X, you're wrong. I used to design at two X until the six plus came out and that three X resolution kind of threw me off. Yeah. I was, uh, (laughs) I tried to, like I tried to keep with the two X for a while, but then just realized, yeah, this makes. So sense. why not design at three X? <laughs> right, same <laughs> thing. So uh, again, I I feel that giving our stand on the topic, there's no real discussion to have. But yeah, to it's just like when I saw this on Designer News, I was like, wasn't everyone doing this? <laughs> yeah, like duh. <laughs> I, so I, I didn't even click the link at first. Uh, yeah. But it's a pretty good like set of reasons for why you should design at 1X. Uh, yeah. And if you're not, you're crazy. Yeah, if you're not, please do. Uh, so if you are listening to this and you don't design at 1X... <laughs> Shame if you on are using, you. Well, if you are using Photoshop, you are excused. You may leave. I think Photoshop uh, has some vector-based stuff now, no? Yeah, some. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't opened Photoshop in years. Yeah, it's been a couple of months. Year. I don't know. I use it for a thing. Uh, anyway. So, basically, the good, like, the, the strong points of designing One X is there's no math because, like, there are no developers that code at pixel levels. It's always points, mm-hmm. right? And one point in iOS, for example, is uh, one pixel at 1x, four pixels, or 2 by 2 at 2x, and 3 by 3 right? So, but it's always one point for a developer. Um, so there's no reason for you to, like, because the tools that we're using, like, it's vector-based. You can scale everything. You can export everything at 
whatever the resolution you want. Uh, like design it one X and then just like export it one, two, and three. <laughs> right? Uh, like if you start by designing at 2x, you have to export at 0.5x, 1 and 1.5. This is crazy. Uh, this looks ugly. <laughs> and the, of course, there are rounding errors if you start rounding up like pixels. Um, so anyway, it just makes everything, everything is simpler. Everything is easier for designers and developers. And uh, But there was this one point that the the author of the article added um, after he published the, the first draft, um, which is a, it was a very uh, interesting thing that I really haven't thought about. So I'm going to quote here, all right? Um, so this was um, noted by Dave Bedingfield, is a senior staff designer at Twitter. What's a staff designer? Huh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> he designs staff? <laughs> Maybe. He designs the staff. Anyway, so the reason, and I'm going to quote, is, is pretty cool. He calls it the placebo space effect. So mm. he says, designing at 2 or 3x often gives a skewed sense of perception, as in, I have more space. This is particularly true for newer designers who can tend to position too much into higher resolution areas, causing small tap targets and poor legibility. And designing a 1x helps prevent this effect. So, what do you think of this? Eh, is that a thing? I don't know. The only advice I could give there is whether you're designing at 1x or 2x, try it on a device. Right. <laughs> Even if you're designing at 1x, you shouldn't assume that what you're seeing on the screen is the exact size it's going to be on a device. Mm -hmm. So, I think that regardless of what size you're working on, it's the same for that. Don't you think? Yeah. Yes, but I, I, I understand where he's coming from. Like I felt this, like in way earlier days when I started designing and I started at two X and have like six forty pixels hide. Like <laughs> it's a lot. Like this so huge web page. Yeah, and you know what? I, I've had. Well, this is not really related, but kind of. Um, I had a couple uh, students or members of Sketchcast. Uh, reaching out because they ha they were having trouble, like they set for iOS, for example, they set the typeface at let's say like seventeen points, right? Right. But it's pixels actually, <laughs> so it was using that measure in w the web, and then everything is like super small, right? Because it's half. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you are you have a six hundred pixel wide thing and you use a 20 pixel font size because that's you know 20 is already like it's pretty good size but then you forget that this is 2x everything is but 2x like, so, do people really do that like are you have you never seen a screen like <laughs> you know you can't fit like a giant paragraph on a device like an iphone like, i don't know when when you design at 2x, did you design like zoomed in or were you zooming out 50% so that it's still ended up being this the same size? No, no, no. I mean, of course this is to me, I just be... I just zoomed out. I was 50% zoomed at 50% and that's it. And to me it doesn't make any difference whether or not this is 1x or 2x in terms of size of canvas. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I know in practice it shouldn't really matter, but it does. Like for the the perception again, this is just a placebo space effect. This is the perception <laughs> coming in yeah. to a new canvas, really. So anyway, I just thought it was interesting. It's something that I really haven't thought about before. Yeah, totally. So yeah. Anyway, cool. Um, so now I want to talk to you about Upspace. Upspace. Uh, Updog. Upspace. This is, uh, this is a new app uh, for OS X. It's a menu bar app. And what it does is exactly the same thing as Cloud App. Or Dropler. But, and Dropler. Uh, but they don't charge you uh, per month. So you just buy the app outright, and it's not that expensive. It's five or six bucks. Um, you download it, and the way it can manage to be f- like just a one-time fee is that it uses Dropbox to store your files. Mm-hmm. And if you're a designer, like there's, you have Dropbox, right? <laughs> um, so for me, I have terabytes of free space on Dropbox, so that's not an issue for me. I'm already paying for it. Um, so yeah, Upspace is basically all I need to be able to share files um, and like just drag them to the icon and copy a link and be able to share it. So <laughs> I'm talking about this because um, I've been paying for Dropular for a little while and I don't know. I just didn't feel the value from it. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. it's ten or fifteen dollars a month, and it's nice. But I have so many places where I can store things for free that paying that much for that service didn't seem worth it. So that I was wanted a hard to. Tr- yeah. So I wanted to try to explore different different options. Um, and one of the things that people recommended was uh, just use Dropbox, like straight up Dropbox. And mm-hmm. the problem with that for me was um, that I can't drag stuff to the icon. And it seems silly, but that's such a huge part of my workflow. Um, so one example that I use of something that I do all the time, I don't know if you do this, uh, but let's say I'm working on an artboard in Sketch. You know the little preview you get in the sidebar on the right? Mm-hmm. So if you click on that preview and drag it up to the the menu bar, you can upload that file directly without saving it anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that is like an integral part of my workflow. I do that probably 15 times a day, 50 times a day. It's like just the most useful thing for me. So... And because Dropbox doesn't allow you to just drag stuff up to its menu icon, um, that like didn't work for me. Uh, so Upspace sol- solves that. Um, so yeah, uh, gave it a shot today. Looks really nice. I have a few minor things about it that I don't like. Um, <laughs> so the developers slash designers on this app probably don't listen to the show, but just in case. Um, <laughs> listen people uh so downside number one is because they you have a special upspace url um to share your files uh, uh, slack doesn't have an integration with that yet 
so you don't see a preview when you paste it in mm-hmm. Slack. And that's mm-hmm. kind of a deal breaker. Um, so until they fix that, it's not super convenient. Um, and the second one, a thing that is missing is to be able to easily convert the share link into a just download, like just view the file as it is. Because mm-hmm. um, that's something I use often, like if I'm doing a GitHub issue or something like that. Yeah. So, um, but that's something that I really don't like on the Dropbox link. It's usually like you have the common thing on Dropbox and you can, it's not that easy to just get a straight like PNG or something. Felt bad. Oh, yeah. Well, no, it's easy. So you get the, the link, right? And there's question mark DL equals zero mm-hmm. at the end. Replace the zero by a one. And that will download the file. So yeah, that's super useful. uh, And I use that all the time. Uh, So yeah, basically what I wish is that they would just share the Dropbox link directly. Mm -hmm. That would be perfect for me. (laughs) Yeah, well, what was funny about it is that literally today in my notebook, I was like, this is what I would need. (laughs) I would need (laughs) menu bar app that hosts stuff on, on Dropbox. Literally, I rolled that into my sketchbook and the other feature i wanted to have was a share extension that you can have in sketch Mm -hmm. so i wouldn't even have to drag to the menu bar i could just like hit the share share to that's that like Mm -hmm. imaginary app that doesn't exist yet um (laughs) and it looks like someone made it (laughs) took them less than a day no just kidding (laughs) but uh yeah so that's pretty cool really excited about it uh, I sent them an email with my requests, so hopefully they they will listen. Uh, but I bought mm-hmm. it uh, and I give it give it a spin. So if you're looking for something, check it out. Um, oh, one thing I forgot. Another alternative that some people suggested, or like that I just tried, was why not just use Slack? Slack uploads are super slow. Yep, that's why I can't use them. Dude, here's what I do. I think I've mentioned this before. I feel that way. Uh, I just have... I created a folder on the top-level Dropbox folder, right? Mm-hmm. Called share link or share, whatever you want yep. to call it. Mm-hmm. And I gave the folder icon, like the Dropbox icon. I just mm-hmm. drag it. And, drag it. Mm-hmm. and then I have that on my dock. Mm-hmm. How do you get the link? So I just like drag a file into that folder, right? It's there. And then on a little Dropbox thing on the menu bar, uh, you have like the recently changed. It's going to be there since you drag it and just hit copy link. Right. So I just try Like I have a file, drag it on the folder on my dock, wait until the sync you can see on the little icon on the menu bar if it's synced and just open and click share link. Yeah. Same thing for uh, screenshots. I have the Dropbox uh, automatic import. So I take a screenshot. It will automatically move it to a folder on Dropbox called screenshots and it will automatically generate a file um, a link for you so I take a screenshot wait three seconds and I just paste a link yeah there's still one step too many (laughs) what having to click well it's you have to take the screenshot drag it to the folder wait for the sync click the link click copy link then paste that's a no, lot no, of no, steps. no, no. I mean, if it's a screenshot, oh, I just right. take it a all, screenshot. Uploads automatically. Uploads automatically gives me a link. Right. Into so my if, it's a, if it's a file, you just clipboard. drag it to your doc. 
and then mm -hmm. click the Dropbox icon and copy mm -hmm. link. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. way too many clicks for you. Mm, two more clicks. Mr. Fancy Pants. <laughs> well, but I, I kid you not, I do this over 50 times a day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I, know. I, I do, do this too. compulsively. <laughs> uh, so any additional steps like really slows me down. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's a that's a good tip. It's a, it's a good suggestion. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna try it, but I feel like it's gonna be too slow for me. All right, all right, fair enough. You know what? Uh, I don't think it should be. <laughs> this workflow doesn't scale. <laughs> it shouldn't be hard for Dropbox to just add the ability to drag a file into the icon on the menu bar and give you Gosh, a link. I would love nothing more. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe a new MacBook Pro. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's sweet but yeah uh, right. that would be awesome so anyways hopefully anyways. the upspace people will listen to my very valid complaints and mm -hmm. make the app better <laughs> I'm choosing to be optimistic about this <laughs> uh, Microsoft posted a new video on YouTube mm -hmm. uh, about their version version of 3D touch I don't know if they're if it's their official name for that, um, but basically the idea is uh, that it allows apps to provide hover uh, UI on a phone. So imagine, like I, I guess there's some cameras or sensors that uh, look at the proximity of your fingers, uh, so that you could hover your finger around the screen. And it would highlight the links as you pass over them. Um, mm -hmm. But they came up with a lot of very clever uses for that. So one of them uh, was you, you're looking at a video and you put your finger in front of it, of the screen, and the UI comes up to like hit pause or forward and whatever without having to tap the screen. Um, that's nice not a huge time saver where it gets really really awesome is they show that you can hold your phone in one hand and if you're hovering your finger on one side of the screen it could present you controls that you can hit uh, all with that finger all in one one line on let's say the right side of the screen or the left side of the screen mm -hmm. and that makes using huge phones so much easier like that would be really awesome um and what else was there anything else that did that they demo no that's pretty much it i mean it's still very like tech demo in a way yeah uh all of these interactions are just like i assume like for tech purposes like for demo purposes not built into the the os right at least yet yeah, I'm not sure. I, this is definitely an early days demo. Um, one thing that they show is using it as a ha actual hover. Uh, and I think that's the least interesting implementation of that. Mm -hmm. I don't think we really need hovers that much on mobile devices. I think it's better to have really clear, um, clear call to actions. And I don't want to be like pointing my finger at like one icon to see what tooltips comes out of that. Um, but another example they have is distinguishing uh, between a flick and a selection. 
so you can mm-hmm. see when you're selecting text versus when you're flicking without having to tap and hold the same way you, you do in iBooks. So it's a lot of things that just make using the phone nicer. And I think there's a lot of really interesting implications for that. Um, so I don't like this. <laughs> oh, interesting. And uh, well, before I tell you why, uh, this is, I, I, I was sure that I've seen this somewhere before. And you know what? Samsung is, already has this hover thing since a couple of years ago. Uh, since the S5 or S4. Oh, was it the thing where you could forward your video and... Yeah, you could like uh, make a preview of a photo or something. You can... Yeah, it's not Uh, like a lot of uh, controls that you could do with this, but the technology was there or is there, I guess. Well, that was different though. It was like like doing gestures in the air. This is not doing gestures. This is just recognize where your fingers are. Before mm-hmm. you touch the screen. So, anyways, here's like you're not waving, like saying like hi to your phone to like have something that that happens, right? It's just like let's pre- be smart about it and present UI where the person is putting their fingers. So, so maybe, maybe the tech is not as responsive and granular as Microsoft's, but you could like hover your photo on hover your finger on a thumbnail of a photo, and then you could get a preview of that photo kind of like quick look on the mac right but anyways yeah that's not the point here's why i don't like this okay if there's if we are going to add another layer another axis on the touch right because that's what mm-hmm. we're doing yeah on the z axis i prefer it to be pressed down like 3d touches on the iphone than up and here's why Try to like hold your phone and try to hover your finger really close to the screen. You're gonna touch it. <laughs> but they're not that close though. They're far. Like I can't here here's why. I can't just by looking and feeling, I can't have a perception of how close to the screen I am. Only if I look at it like sideways, I could see my finger and the the screen, right? I can't have that perception. I don't because I I don't have feedback i don't because i'm not feeling anything and i can't really see because my finger is on in front of me so with 3d touch you can have that perception of depth by the feedback that you have in your finger when you press it down right Mm -hmm. so that's just why like this is cool for a tech demo look at all the things we can do by hovering but i feel like and i would love to be proven wrong um but I feel that if we do have this implemented in a real device, when you have a lot of people using it, it's not as easy to use. Again, just listeners or whatever, like if you're listening to this, just pick your phone and try to hover your finger really close to the screen, but don't touch it. Well, and you will touch it. Like you can't why, have that. Perception. Why do you say really close? Well, I'm just saying, okay, like you shouldn't really... have to be really close. And they're not really close in the demo. If you're just holding your your phone like this, like all your fingers underneath your phone and just have your thumb, hmm. just put it in front of your your phone. That should be close enough to detect where your finger is. That's true. But still, my point holds true. So, like, I, th- I still think that if you're going to go one direction, like further down the screen or upwards, close to you, your face... <laughs> 
I feel that's... Go one Direction. <laughs> oh, man, no. <laughs> you need to edit in, like, some song that they sing after you say One Direction. This is my job now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I keep adding you. Uh, <laughs> but what's interesting about it, to me, versus 3D Touch, um, is that this is a lot more intuitive than 3D Touch, to me. It's, is it, though... I think it is because it's not it's not something that you have to discover. It's already taking advantage of a behavior that you already have. It's just making it better. So, for example, if you're looking at the video and you're going to go and pause it, you would still you would already be moving your your finger closer to the screen, right? To go tap mm-hmm. it somewhere. But if we can detect that you're moving your finger towards the screen and show the UI right away. And that's that's a lot better, and everyone will be able to discover it. Whereas 3D Touch, if you if no one told you this was on the phone, you would have never known about it. Okay, that's a good point. Discoverability, yeah. And that's why I think that's like kind of problematic. Um, but I think there's a lot of interesting uses for using big phones one-handed with this, mm-hmm. right? Because if it knows that my finger can only reach certain areas, maybe there's ways that you can adapt the interface to present me controls that are within my reach. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, yeah, that's where it becomes interesting. interesting. Uh, Adaptable UI. Yeah, and it's very early days and it's not perfect. And like to me, this, this is just like a demo of a couple things you could do with it. But I think... There's a lot more stuff we can do about it, and I mm-hmm. hope that Apple is experimenting with some of that stuff because that it's to me, I think it's really cool. Yeah, it is cool, and I mean, it's it's like it's good to see that there's still some innovation left in the smartphone thing. Yeah, like <laughs> I new ways to interact with the device. Yeah, the, it's cool. I love that people are exploring this field, um, but still, like. Still, <laughs> I would again. I would love to be proven wrong, but I think I agree with the discoverability point. I haven't really thought about. That's a good point. That this is way more discoverable than 3D Touch is. But I think just like in in practice, I feel like this would bring me more value than 3D Touch, though. Do you have a success? You don't, right? No, I don't. Okay. So so maybe once I have a success, I'll change my mind and be like, or no, maybe seven. you won't. I think the consensus is people don't really use it like forget to use it and just end up not using it anymore right uh i use it a lot but i still think that the things you can do with it are still very 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 small scope like you can't do much and it's a you know it's the first implementation of it um so i have no doubts apple apple is exploring this in some way like for new mm-hmm. things for ios 10 or whatever right um so yeah, like the consensus is right now, there's little things you can do with it, and most of the things like live photos you can do without. Like if you have a six, um, an iPhone six or whatever, yeah, you can just, just long me. press it. Yeah, right. So it's not like really be taking advantage of. In most of the things like problems that I feel that it's only software side, mm-hmm. so that's good. So yeah. All right, uh, so time for recommendations. So, 
Nice. I was I was waiting for the sound effect. Um, you know me. <laughs> yes. So uh, it came out a little while ago, um, but I recently watched the Star Wars making of, mm-hmm. and it's absolutely fantastic. It's gorgeous. It's so good. I love how they go into details for I don't know how many hours that it is. Like it's, it's an hour, an hour or something. Yeah. Like 90 minutes maybe, something like that. Maybe. Um it's really in depth uh and you get to see how everything got made and um behind like how there is multiple versions of BB-8. Uh, I lo- absolutely love that there is a guy all dressed in green that just runs behind BB-8. Yeah. Um, it's just so great to see that. Um, and I, I love that even at that scale, a movie like Star Wars can have such a craftsmanship aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Like It seems like everyone cares so much about little tiny details that you might see for half a second on screen. Uh, but to me, that that's what makes Star Wars feel special. Um, so mm-hmm. highly recommend it. And to me, it's always fun to see someone that really masters their craft and see the thought process behind it and see how uh, the the process of doing it was. So really, really cool. Highly recommend it. It's yeah. on <laughs> iTunes. If you buy the movie on iTunes, you can see the extra there. Or um, I, I think... It's- you can still have it if you buy on Blu-ray or whatever. If you buy the, yeah, if you buy if you buy the Force Awakens in any form, I think you will have it. It's a full featured, again, an hour ninety minute long uh, making of thing. So that was cool. I like the the fact that there you go. They reach out to this guy that built R two D twos like uh, replicas. Holy he did crap. that has a like side project or whatever but he was like the guy on the internet that if you want to buy a replica of r2 he was the guy that would build it for you so they reached out to them and by they i mean disney reached out to, to, to him to build him uh the r2 for the movie so he did it's pretty like contact fans to be a part of it that was that was pretty cool yeah one thing they were saying is that it was almost like making a period piece mm-hmm. where like they had to look at the old like either schematics or look at close at the movie uh to see how every object was uh and they had to recreate uh r2d2 yeah uh, <laughs> and the people that had the most knowledge of how to build r2d2 that looks exactly like the real one was these guys that were doing it for fun yeah absolutely love the story um same thing for uh, chewbacca um uh, when they made it, uh, they tried like new and uh, like a more modern approach to building it, and they noticed that it didn't like f- the fur like didn't flow as well. So they had to like go back and do this mm-hmm. really old technique, and it's all like hand sewn and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I don't know if you're a fan of Star Wars, you're absolutely gonna love that, or just a fan of filmmaking. Yeah, because it's uh, definitely it's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so I had a second one this week, uh, and it's Dan Petty's daily vlog. Um, mm-hmm. Have you have you watched it? Yes, I subscribe. It's super awesome. Yeah, Dan Petty is an awesome designer, uh, and he's doing really cool stuff. I I have to admit, 
I hate how he makes me re- look really lazy. <laughs> I know every day is awesome. Every, like a lot of stuff happens. Yeah, it's, I mean, uh, it's crazy. And like, this guy wakes up at like four in the morning or something to go surf. Jeez, that's crazy. So it's it's Anyways. a great it's it's a great vlog to, for you to have a better like if you don't have a chance to live in San Francisco, have a better idea of. How's the life of a designer in San Francisco? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a pretty magical life. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they have a lot of guest appearance in in there. Uh, you know, he there's so he's doing this daily, of course. And every once in a while, we'll see some other designers that just uh, hop in. It's pretty cool. Yep, check it out. Check it, check it. All right, so I have one, which is a, a weird recommendation. It's not really a product or something you can check out mm-hmm. but um it's a new company and a product maybe uh still a very super secret what they're doing no one knows but it's a company that has the following people josh brewer is the co-founder and ceo if you don't know josh you should uh <laughs> used to be at twitter he was a yeah used to be at twitter uh it's pretty cool uh then frank chimero is a co-founder in Head of design. If you don't know Frank Chimero, please do. He's, I think he's like my biggest design hero, inspiration at least. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Then have, uh, I'm just going to go through Kevin Smith, Alan Johnson, Tom Moore, Kristen Nunes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kristen. Sorry, I hope I didn't butcher it. And uh, Team Van Damme, of course. Which, uh, yes. What a team. What a team! This is so. There's a, the, the company is called Abstract. They have a website. Uh, super like a star team, <laughs> and this is what it says on the website. Abstract brings new clarity to the tools you already use, making design work organized, documented, and connected. We think it's the best way to design together. That's it. We have no idea what they're doing. Um, I'm going to assume it's a tool to make like working with other people easier i think mm-hmm. um but again it's like super intriguing because they have this rock star bunch of people um and i guess they've been doing this for a while because i know that team van damme joined when he left uh dropbox which was like yeah he said i quit dropbox to go build this yeah so <laughs> yeah team van damme like for the Goala and then Instagram, then Facebook, then Dropbox, and then increased all that to start this. So pretty cool. So this is a weird recommendation, but it's just like follow them on Twitter, keep an eye on them because this, this is going to be pretty huge. What's up with the LinkedIn link in under uh, Josh Brewer's profile? <laughs> yeah, Josh is the only one that has a LinkedIn link. I feel like the only reason why you'd have a LinkedIn link is to get a job. Well, he's a CEO; he has to be there, right? I know. <laughs> but like if you're not looking for a job, what are you doing on LinkedIn? I I don't, I don't know what what you would use. <laughs> it's like LinkedIn go for. check out my LinkedIn. Why? I deleted my LinkedIn account. Still getting spam, yeah, so me don't too. worry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got so tired of all the spam that I got from it. Mm-hmm. it wasn't worth it. But yeah. what's up with the uh, team's new haircut? He's <laughs> rocking that hairstyle. I don't know, yeah. Maybe it looks like a man bun or something. Team man bun. <laughs> oh my God. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> they... All right. So that's it for the show. Thank you yeah, so much the show. for listening. We can't top that. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You gotta re- retire. Okay. Quit while we're ahead. <laughs> okay. So here's the yada yada, the usual yada yada. Guys, you can follow us on the Twitters uh, to be alerted when there's a new podcast, a new episode up at Layout FM on Twitter. And we have a website, of course. We are layout.fm on the webs. Uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter, on the website. We have a thing there. And um, yeah, thanks so much for listening. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.